All right, guys, welcome. This is episode three of the Bearzeek podcast. For anyone that's new to the podcast, my name is Derek. I am a YouTuber, content creator, and aspiring filmmaker. And for today's guest, we also, actually, we do have a YouTuber, content creator, and an established filmmaker. So basically me, but better. And that is Mr. Brian Primetime. What's going on, Brian? What's going on, dude? How you doing, man? Good, man. How's uh, how's it feel to do your first podcast? Uh, it's weird. Like just setting it up, I felt like a huge noob. <laughs> like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Like I felt like everything's like it was just like starting from scratch again. Yeah, you felt um, like you didn't know what was going up. on. Yeah, even though I don't, I know how to use the camera and like the audio programs and stuff. Right? It's just, it was just weird. But yeah, I'm excited, dude. All right. So some background. Brian runs a YouTube channel called Brian. I guess did you change it from Brian Primetime or is it your full name Brian Francisco? It's just my name. Just Brian yeah, Francisco. It, it used it used to be it's Primetime Live, which I don't know why I picked that, but now it's just Brian Francisco. So your channel right now has I think around ninety one thousand subscribers. So very successful YouTube channel based around videography, filmmaking, and the majority of your software is for Final Cut Pro X. Yeah, yeah. So I do most of my stuff in Final Cut Pro. Um, I do know how to use Adobe. The only thing is, I feel like it takes me like three to five times longer doing it on Adobe. So I just do everything on Final Cut. So yeah, it's just a lot easier to use. Well, for me at least. Yeah. So that's you basically decided to choose a not Adobe um, Final Cut as like your niche for your filmmaking channel or videography channel. Yeah, that was the decision. Yeah, when I yeah when I first started, I was just like, you know, what, I'm just gonna kind of like share what all the stuff that i know about file cut just this is a this is a hobby i wasn't like expecting to make any money off it and since i was kind of like familiar with final cut i just yeah i just i just started using that program and then posting stuff on that okay so final cut is always your preferred software of choice like would you yeah, ever is, use adobe like over final cut I, I have for certain projects like uh there's certain clients that want me to use adobe so that they can transfer and use the files afterwards and re-edit oh, certain things. okay i see so i know i know how to use it but i just prefer final cut and that's only mac only right mm-hmm. yeah so i yeah, obviously i'm not a mac user so i've never used final cut in my life which is unfortunate for me because i'm always looking up tutorials and i do watch all of your tutorials but i can't Bro, you, you, I can't apply you gotta switch, any of the knowledge. Man. <laughs> you gotta you gotta switch, bro. Team Apple, come on, man. Let's go. Yeah. It's weird because I love like I love editing on the MacBook, but I still use an Android phone, which a lot of uh, my other friends kind of make fun of me about. They're like, why are you using an oh, Android? Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the yeah. Note, um, Note, 10. Note nine. Oh, Note nine. nine. Yeah. But then why wouldn't you get yeah. an iPhone if you have a if you use Final just, Cut just, in the Mac? I don't, I don't, I don't like the interface on the iPhones. I just prefer the. Android is better. Well, the Samsung at least, right? But I don't know, man. I think I have to switch though, man, because it's so much easier to transfer files if I need to, like, say, shoot on the iPhone yeah. and get it on my on my MacBook. It's just so much easier. Because then you can just AirDrop. Yeah, yeah. AirDrop is, like, huge, man. It's like Dropbox, but, like, on steroids. <laughs> but it- <laughs> it's, so, it's so much better. But it just links all it's your so devices, right? For convenience. Yeah, that too, right? If I want to send it to, like, say, Mary... Mm-hmm. I can easily just send it to her or my other devices because I have another um, iMac. So Mills uses an iMac, so I can transfer files to that computer easily if I wanted to. So oh, it just okay. makes sense for me to use an iPhone. Yeah, because if you're already like using a Mac, you're using Final Cut, you probably have an iPad. Do you have an iPad? Yeah. Yeah, so... I do, I do. I just just bought one. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> weird that you have a Samsung Note. Uh, I know, right? Nine. Like, I got I to gotta switch, man. I think I got to switch. Well... Probably by the end of the year, but it's gonna be tough, man. I just don't like the interface. Yeah, like, and I'm not, I'm not bashing the Note Nine in any way because mm-hmm. that's exactly the same phone that I use. But for me, I have, uh, I use, I'm a PC user that edits my videos mostly on Adobe, and I use a Note Nine. So it, Dropbox and all that, it all just works for me. So I don't know. I couldn't really mix Apple and Android products. I guess I could, but. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever get Final Cut. What? <laughs> I, don't on, think, I don't think so. My, my goal is to convert you, man. Your goal is I'm to convert, convert me? You. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, as long as you're, yeah, uh, as long as you're cool and like familiar with 
I guess the interface, then that's all that matters, right? I feel like they're all, both mm-hmm. both software are good. Like oh, they're both they're good, both man. probably yeah. fine, right? So it's just preference at at this point. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of creators I'm seeing online, a lot of them are starting to switch to Final Cut too. So oh, are they really? I don't know if it's just yeah. I don't know if it's just because. I just feel like it's so much easier to edit on Final Cut, right? Especially if you're just making YouTube content. Oh, okay. Well, the I simple get, cuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier to kind of like put things together. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's my opinion, man. Because Adobe mm. can be overwhelming. Like when I started on Adobe, there's way too many options. It's like too intricate for a beginner. And it's yeah. kind of annoying to like just cut and edit a simple video if you don't know how to use the interface at all. Yeah. It is. It's kind of it annoying, is. right? So I understand how Final Cut it will, um, you know, cater more towards beginning filmmakers or people just starting off YouTube, for example, right? Yeah, they'll de- they'll definitely find it a lot easier. And like the laptop that I'm using now, if I if I was running Premiere on it, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. Oh, really? <laughs> so I feel so I feel like you don't even need a like a top of the line MacBook Pro to use final cut like i'm using a 2015 i7 i can't remember the other specs but if i ran premiere on this it'd probably like blow up <laughs> oh so premiere requires more hardware settings then i think so if i feel like it does hmm. so i don't know that's what i'm saying like i feel like for beginners final cut is probably the best choice but not everyone's an apple fan so yeah that's true but there is a large majority of people that are Apple yeah, fans. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. what's good about your channel is you post tutorials in a short and to the point like type of style where yeah. it's really simple, it's really straightforward. You get to the point, your your step-by-step process is really easy to understand. And even though I don't use Final Cut Pro, I can see how people gravitate towards your channel to learn how to use Final Cut and like, you know, to create special effects or learn new edits yeah. that they haven't done before. Yeah, I just, that's, I guess that's my main goal is just to make everything simple and easy to understand, um, which makes my a lot of my videos are just quick. But the thing is, I guess in a way I get penalized for that, right? Uh, they say that you should pro- probably be making videos between seven to 10 minutes, but most of my videos are like three to five. So, but I think, I don't know, I feel like I've built a fan base based on the, the short, quick tutorials. So I don't know, I, I feel like it's working. Yeah, that's true. I understand what you mean. You're probably getting penalized mm-hmm. by like the algorithm. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like if your content is good on YouTube, like if you create content at a certain level, it's people will watch it regardless. If it's good, people will watch it. That, that's how I always feel with, with YouTube stuff. Yeah, that's true, man. Like as long as you're providing them some like some type of value or some entertainment value. I feel I feel like people will watch. Yeah, it makes Just can't sense. Can't make it boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Final Cut, are you fully self-taught? Yeah, yeah. I just learned everything on YouTube. <laughs> so uh, I watched a lot of like just the basic stuff back then when I switched. I, I feel like it was what six seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Just watch a lot of like basic like how to use Final Cut videos and it's kind of evolved from there. And if you see like a lot of my videos from like back then, uh, you can you can tell it's just like basic stuff. So I guess slowly I evolved into a better editor, I guess. Okay, so everything you learned was just from other tutorials on YouTube yeah, and then it's yeah, all just self-taught. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I didn't go to school or anything for it. It's just everything was online. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I feel like that old method of having to go to school and get a formal education to pursue like a videography career, all of that is in the past. There's just so much free content on YouTube that's like really, really good stuff. Like for example, Peter McKinnon or Daniel Schiffer or any of those big time YouTubers, Yeah, you can watch any of their videos or tutorials for free. It doesn't cost you anything, right? Dude, exactly. Dude, uh, YouTube's like a free online school, man. So especially for like videography and photography, like you can learn so much just mm-hmm. on YouTube. Like I know... There'll probably be people who disagree with me, but I feel like you don't need to go to school for it. You can just find like everything on there. Like you said, Daniel Schiffer, Peter McKinnon, like they have so much stuff on there. They'll teach you how to do the basics and even advanced stuff. Right. So, so I feel like you can learn, like if you're a complete 
noob who just want to start like videography photography you can find so much on youtube yeah it's like an endless source of information that's just sitting there yeah. all you just got to do is find it right and that's why i encourage i encourage a lot of my uh subscribers to just kind of like uh, i've gotten a few questions where like oh should i go to school for this and or not but um i've just i've suggested to a lot of them just to just even my ad stuff like i have a lot of stuff there that teaches like basic stuff right just just search and dig on youtube man you'll find so much stuff oh true makes sense so if someone was starting a youtube channel in 2020 like what type of advice would you give them if they were just starting out on their channel in terms of video editing just wait for 2021. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> wait for 2021. That's probably <laughs> no, the joking. worst advice nah. I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I don't know, man. Just I feel like a lot of people that I talk to, they have to wait for a certain thing. Like a lot of a lot of the people I've talked to, they they want like a better camera or better equipment to get started, right? So, um, a lot of the subscribers I've been talking to, I just be, I just tell them to pretty much just use whatever you have, man. Like iPhones and Android phones now, a lot of them can shoot 4K, 4K 60 frames per second. Like my A7 III can't even do 4K 60 frames right now, right? So just start with what you have. Um, even if you don't have like a clear plan of what you want to do, just 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 film yourself. Even if you don't post it, just film yourself and consistently like get better every time you do it. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that gear paralysis is something that a lot that plagues a lot of first time YouTubers. And this, I was actually guilty of this as well. I felt like if I didn't have a certain level of camera, that the qualities of my videos would be shit. So I felt like it was a mental block for me that by not having that really nice, expensive, full frame mirrorless camera, that my videos would end up being like poor quality or somehow being subpar. But it's interesting because right now on my YouTube channel, which is still in its infancy stages at only 200 and whatever subscribers, my current and most recent videos are shot with my Sony a6400 and my Sony a6500 plus the three or four lenses that I bought. So I spent like a significant amount of money on those cameras and gear. But my most well-performing video to this date was shot with just my GoPro with no mic, yeah. no lens, no gimbal, like nothing, just a GoPro Hero 7 outside. I think it's because, it you, yeah, I think it's because you were focusing on the content more than the, the gear you had, right? So you focused on the content and the story that you put together was was valuable to a lot of people. So a lot of people loved it and they didn't even care about how the quality looked. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like that's a huge roadblock for, say, people that do want to start uh, they do want to start YouTube is, yeah. and pursue that path. It is, and it was was it was for me too because I started off doing wedding videography, and I've met I met photographers and videographers that were telling me that oh, you need a certain type of camera to be able to be successful in the field, right? So it was it was a bit discouraging, right? Because I was like, oh well, I just have like a shitty Canon, whatever. I can't remember what I had before. Was like a shitty Canon, or like oh, I can't really do anything with this. And yeah, they just they just kind of discouraged me in a way. They're like, yeah, you need this camera, which is like. A $5,000 camera then, I couldn't afford it, right? So so they were saying you needed that camera in order to be successful in yeah, filming yeah. weddings. Yeah, it was kind of a roadblock for me. It was kind oh, of that like a sucks. Block. See, that's rough if that's the first advice you mm -hmm. hear from someone in the field that you're pursuing. Like you yeah. were probably just starting out in film, um, yeah, filmmaking. It was within the, within the within the first year when I started, I got in like, it wasn't just one person. It was like a couple of people that told me the same thing. Oh, so really? It's like, more than uh, one. Maybe. Yeah, they're just kind of like looking at my camera, like, oh, what are you using? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. So I felt I feel like it stretched out my like learning process a bit, right? So I kind of like there are periods in between where I kind of stopped and I wasn't motivated. So it it was tough, man. I was like, okay, I need to get a better camera first before I start doing all this stuff. And I always I've always wanted to put content on YouTube, right? But that kind of stopped me from doing it. Well, that's rough. Because but it all worked out. I know that ha I've only done what one wedding with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at that only wedding that I did, I actually yeah. heard the same type of advice from the photographers that were working there. Yeah, I don't know I if you remember. You're talking about yeah, I do, I do. How did you feel though? How did you feel after that first wedding shoot? 
Well, it was weird because I remember, I can't remember who it was, but someone asked me what type of camera I had. And I said a Panasonic, right? A Panasonic <laughs> G7, which is a camera that came yeah. out in like 2014. And you guys didn't make fun of me, but the response, I'm just like, oh, I felt embarrassed <laughs> to say what I had. Yeah. Because you guys were all shooting with full frame Sony A7Threes, right? And then the photographers, they had some sort of Canon. I'm not sure what Canon they had, what type of Canon, but whatever. Like I had a really shitty $400 camera and I kind of heard the same um, type of criticism. And one of the photographers was asking about like what kind of schooling and what kind of college and all this other type of things. And I was just like, man, I don't know anything about videography. Am I even qualified to be here? And I started to doubt myself if I should even be working at this wedding, right? Because they're like putting doubt in my mind that I have no idea what I'm doing because I don't have any sort of formal or post-secondary training. And that's really discouraging if you don't have someone on your side that can steer you in the right direction, which obviously you, what you told me to do, right? Like not to listen to that kind of stuff, but it's hard because a lot of people aren't lucky to have like a friend or a coach that can guide them in the right direction, right? Yeah, because back then I didn't, yeah, I guess I didn't really have anyone to guide me in a way, but I don't know. I think in a way it was good though, because I kind of like learned things. I guess it was it was the harder way of learning things, but I felt like it was a better way for me. Yeah, because you had uh, to learn I, by yourself. Exactly, yeah. It was when um actually I saw this music video by like a local Toronto rap group and their their video was like amazing. I was like, wow, like how did these guys shoot this? It was like crazy. And then they talked about like the camera they're using. And it was the same camera that I was using back then too. Oh, the Canon. And I was like, what? Yeah. And at that then right then I was like, what? You know what? The gear is like definitely not like the main thing. It's all about your creativity and putting like the stuff together, right? And that's when I started doing more like creative stuff. And I don't know if you remember, I started like a website called what's good Toronto.com. Yep, yep, I still remember it. Yeah. I'm yeah, so I still, yeah, I just wanted to make like fun content and like kind of practice my editing skills and it's kind of like grow from there. So it started from that music video. Actually, I'll link it to you later. It's pretty cool. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, because I remember, I remember that website, and it's. I think of that as like one of your stepping stones, and I know just like me, like finding success on YouTube. Like some people, you know, a lot of people call them unicorns. They're like they find instant success in like a couple months and they just blow up for whatever reason. But the majority of people on YouTube, it takes years and it takes a lot of time to build your craft and get better at your skills and your trade. And I feel like for you, your channel is successful, not just because you're good at filmmaking, but because you started What's Good Toronto, because you had a website, because you did weddings and freelance gigs, you did all these things to build your skill set. And then that's what enabled you to eventually build your YouTube channel over time. Yeah, dude. I, no, I definitely agree, man. Like, I feel like if I didn't experience doing weddings or doing all that stuff for what's good Toronto or even like, dude, I got, I did some random ass gigs, man. It was, it was so bad. Right, what's, what's your worst <laughs> I, gig you've ever done? I actually took on like funeral gigs and they were horrible. Oh. Like, I, like there's no creativity in it. It was just like, it was so bad. Like I didn't want to film anything, but they, the fa- like I didn't just do it once. I did a it like funeral. a few times. Yeah. And I didn't even know like there's, like people wanted funeral videos, right? And it was like such a sad moment from like weddings to funerals. It was like such a big change in like mood, right? So oh, I took man. those on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like, but I feel like all of them kind of helped mold me into like that creator editor. Like I, I saw different things and I just saw like, yeah, just different ways of shooting. And I feel like I'm I'm, I'm actually happy that I, that I took on all those weird random gigs but then i feel like what did you yeah. shoot did you shoot like people crying in slow motion <laughs> like, <laughs> like i don't understand like yeah. what type of had, video I do you to, need like, for use i had to like use a macro lens to zoom in on the tears rolling down their face right <laughs> it's just yeah <laughs> no dude like, i couldn't really get creative with it it's just kind of like you film the ceremony you film i guess you film um 
I guess the speeches and people talking and yeah, okay, that makes sense. It. It yeah, was, the speeches. Was, yeah, and, and I guess you just kind of like get like in, in a way it's similar to a wedding where you get the decor and and all oh, the flowers there, there were, uh, and all the yeah, the flowers and, and all that stuff. The weirdest part was like when they were like, okay, can you film the actual part at the funeral home? I mean, I mean at the at the graveyard where they're burying them with a drone, and I'm like. The drone is so noisy, though, right? Oh, that's I'm like, I don't, so bad. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. And I fe- I'm like, oh, I got to make the client happy. I don't want to, like, piss them off. And they're like, just do it. Just do it. And it was so weird. I felt so awkward because when I started flying it, you know how noisy yeah, the drones like are, right? Yeah, like obnoxious yeah, it's like a buzzing sound. Exactly. So all, everyone was watching. So it kind of, like, took away from, like, that moment, right? Oh, I'm that's like, horrible. Now, I'm like, they better not get pissed at me because they told me to do it. And I didn't want to, like, say no to them. Yeah. But dude, if they if no, I, I would never do do another gig like that now. But I'm saying like if they ever ask me again, I'm like, I'm not doing that, man. It's gonna ruin the moment. <laughs> so when this dude's getting buried, so there's a drone overhead going, yeah, was, like, is that what was, was going on? <laughs> exactly, man. It was so bad. Dude. Oh my god, that's terrible. Like, I'm like, what do I do here? Like, what kind of shot do I do? Do I do a pullback shot? <laughs> like, it was it was so weird. It was like. Bro. It wasn't like a happy moment, right? Like, you didn't shoot the body, did you? Or record the body? I did. You did? I did. They requested it. You recorded it. They the requested body? requested it. Like in they the requested casket? requested it, dude. They requested oh it. Oh, my man. God. That's the, that was the most awkward part, I think. Oh. It's just like, they're like, yeah, just get close-ups, get like their, like the clothing they're wearing and all that stuff. Of the dead it person. Was, it was so, yeah, man. It was so awkward. Oh, I don't know if I could do that, <laughs> man. That's brutal. Yeah, man, I had to do all that just so uh, to make a living. Wow. <laughs> make sure there's food for the family, you know? That's a real hustle right there. Shooting a videography of a person's funeral and body. Oh, yeah. my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know yeah, I don't know if weird, I could man. do that, man. Like, I don't, uh, but I guess you I have guess, to do what yeah. you got to do, right? I guess so, yeah. Like, when you're in that mode, when you're in, like, survival mode i guess what, it, what i like to call it is just like you kind of it's kind of hard to say no to a lot of stuff but like i've been like kind of mentoring a couple other people and i've been teaching them to kind of like put out their value like set their value and just stick with it it's i know it's hard to say no especially right now right with the whole virus yeah and it's pandemic. really tough for gigs right but like yeah but I was i was just telling them just kind of like set your value and know your worth and just just go with it even though you miss out on like a few few hundred dollar gigs, one fifteen hundred or two thousand dollar gig, you make that all back, right? So I don't know. So I just I feel like knowing your worth and sticking to it is like such an important thing. Wow, true. But what? Okay, so what advice would you give someone that's an aspiring videographer or photographer? that just bought a new camera maybe two, three months ago and they're, you know, moderately comfortable with it and they've done zero work in the field. They've taken on zero clients. Like how, like what advice would you give that person in order for them to get their first gig or get their first working job? Like what would you do? I guess if if I was in their position, I would want to build my portfolio, right? So I would, I guess it it sucks, but you would have to do some free gigs, some free shoots. Okay. I wouldn't just take on anything though. I would probably take on, I would take on certain ones that are like aligned with what I want to do. So if I want to get into like sports videography and making sports videos, I would like maybe do free ones for, I don't know, like an athletic company or like an athletic clothing company or um, a local basketball team just to like kind of maybe like make a cool little cinematic video for, right? Okay. So you like has to be, reach out to them has, like on your own? Yeah. It has to be. It has to be aligned with what you want to do, right? Like, I wouldn't take on, like, I don't know. I wouldn't take on, like, a. I actually, I did this before, like, a salon video or something salon. where I'm not going. Yeah, just, like, I don't know, I don't know why I took it on, man. I guess it was for the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, like, man. what I suggest, though, is stay, stick on, stick in your, like, stick to your lane and just kind of, like, go with the, the same path that you want to go. Like, just don't, don't take on everything. Just make sure it's aligned with what you want to do. So find something that you're interested in and start off by doing mm-hmm. free gigs there. But how would you, yeah. would you just reach out to these people like on reach out, social man. media or? Yeah. Like right now you can, there's so many platforms you can reach out on. Like you can do on Twitter, you can do on Instagram and Facebook are probably the best too. You can even email. And I've heard tactics where they find like an address of a business 
they'll make like a customized they'll they'll put a USB and mail it to them and then that in that USB they kind of like talk about how they can make how their videos can make their business better, right? So it's more personalized and that's oh, okay, just like a random email, which is a lot more work. Mm-hmm. But like if you send out ten of those and maybe get one or like your rate at like say a few grand, I feel like it ends up being worth it. Yeah, because it'll add up over yeah. time, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think another really important piece of information is that when you're starting off in any endeavor, skill, job, or whatever you're doing, I feel like that's the time you really got to hustle and like put in the hours. And I know that people say that you need to enjoy what you're doing. You need to have balance in your life. But when you're at like the rock bottom, say you're a brand new photographer, a brand new videographer, you have no experience, you have no gigs, you've made no money. That is the time where you can't chill. Well, you can't relax. You have to go out, put yourself out there, make mistakes, you know, screw up. And that's how you learn and get better. But I feel like in the beginning, you really, really got to put in that time and effort in order to make it grow. Right. Yeah. And that's what I like to call it, like survival mode. Like you, you got to go out there, man. You got to hustle and do you got to do things so that you don't starve. Right. But the thing is, like, I also suggest, like, I, I guess it's what you're doing right now while you're building your YouTube is to get even like a part-time job while you're building that business up. Mm-hmm. I feel like that probably is the safer and most, I don't know, it's the safer choice or safer way to do it just so that you don't end up starving unless you're just really hustling and like contacting 10 different companies every day. I feel like the way that you're doing it right now is probably the best way to do it. It's like the most responsible way. I, get, I mean, not responsible. It is. a better word. There's a better word than responsible. I don't know. But basically, I guess to put some context there is I work a full-time job where I work 40 hours a week and I am passionate about videography and filmmaking and my YouTube channel. And I know every content creator, every new YouTuber is plagued by this idea of they want to just do YouTube. They just want to focus in on that one thing that they love to do and just make it a career. But unfortunately, it's really hard when you're starting off, right? And I think there's enough time in the day where you can at least work a part-time job on the side. And if you're really smart with your time, you can also work a full-time job and still be able to create valuable content. And it's all about really time management. Like for me, I can't waste like two hours watching i don't know netflix or playing call of duty like i I don't have that time anymore like i'm in that hustle that survival mode like you said where in the beginning where you have 200 subscribers and no one's watching your videos and you're getting no comments and it sucks and it you know it can hurt and it's painful but you really really got to put in the effort and energy at that point at at the in your stage of your career right yeah it all comes down to like how much you really want it that's what i think Right. Like if you really want it, like you don't have to do the full time or part time, but you'll you'll go out there and find that one or two gigs that you need for the month. Right. It's it's like I'm making it sound hard, but like, sorry, I'm making it sound easy, but it's, it actually is. Like if you break things down, say your goal for the month is like to make five grand. Like if you really break it down, like, OK, say you're doing wedding videography. Um, if you say, OK, I'm going to try to sign one client that's two grand. I'm going to try to get maybe two or three like commercial gigs six seven hundred each like you can break it down individually and on how you're going to make that five grand and and i feel like it's a lot easier that way then you can kind of like have a better game plan oh so you just got to have like a better plan yeah. to kind of think it out yeah like i feel like if you just need, you just need to break things down and uh, yeah i feel like it's so much easier that way and that's what i did towards like i guess before I started doing YouTube, I kind of like broke it down. I'm like, okay, I want to make ditch this much. Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do to get there? So I just kind of broke everything down. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a huge point. Cause in another podcast I did, I was talking about um, visualization where if you have a goal and you know exactly what your goal is and you just think about your goal, then you'll come up with all the steps in order to get to your goal. So like if you want to be a full-time professional YouTuber, then you know you have like a million steps to get to that point. You got to learn about thumbnails, uh, keywords, titles, all that type of stuff, music, description, tags, comments. Like There's so many things you have to learn. But if you know exactly in your mind what you want to achieve, then all the steps in order to get there become really apparent. Yeah, like 
if I really wanted to drive a Jeep Wrangler or a Mercedes Benz, like I can make it happen if I really wanted to, right? Like I will figure out a way to make it happen. That's with anybody. <laughs> Even <laughs> I feel like bank. I feel like yeah, like I feel like just someone, just a regular person, if they really wanted something, mm-hmm. like say like a new PS4, PS5 comes out, and they have no money, but they'll figure out a way to to get it, right? Oh yeah, that's true. They'll figure out a, if they really really want it, they'll figure out a way, and that's the same thing with your like your business. If you really want it to work, if you really want to make all that money with your business, you're gonna work and you're gonna find a way. Yeah. And I feel like breaking it down just makes it so much easier. You know what? That's actually a really good point because I know people exactly like that. They'll complain all the time that, oh, I don't have money for this or, oh, I I need to get paid in order to get that. And, you know, they always have these excuses. But then when the new iPhone 11 or whatever comes out, the very next week they have it. Like they somehow found a way to come up with $1,000 to buy a new iPhone, right? But the week before they had excuses where they couldn't come up with $200, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, because the, they really wanted it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it just all comes down to how much you really want th- things to pop off. <laughs> like, if you, if I really wanted, I feel like if I really want to start another business, I can easily do it because I know that I have to put in the time and I have to, I have to be passionate about it as well, right? Like, if I'm not, it's not going to work. Yeah, that's so true. If I really, yeah, if I really want it to happen, I can make it happen. So what is, so what is the next business idea for Brian Primetime? I'm going to start a salon. <laughs> a salon. No, <laughs> a salon at, uh, that does funerals. <laughs> oh, my God. Heron. No, man. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> I don't know yet, man. Like, right now, like, that's another thing. I, like, I used to be like, okay, what do I want to do in five years or ten years? Right now, I'm just kind of like, like, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing really, like, I'm doing okay with it. and like, making decent amount of money to, like, keep the family going and keep everyone happy and i think i'm just going to keep going with it and just see where everything uh goes afterwards but uh i do want to start making more courses i do want to like just kind of like a branch of cinematography just kind of like expand on it a little bit like maybe create more documentaries oh i've always wanted to submit something for netflix i think that's oh that's wow submit idea. something for yeah. netflix yeah so i want to submit a documentary for netflix one day and hopefully within the next few years, we'll see. But your Sony A7 III isn't going to cut it. No, nah, man. I need to borrow a, a Panasonic. What is that? Oh. The Panasonic <laughs> SH1? SH1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or you can switch governments and buy the Canon EOS R5 that's coming out. Have you seen the specs on that thing? Yeah, it's crazy. Is that, is that on the list, though, for Netflix-compatible like cameras? Oh, it must be. It shoots 8K. Like yeah. wouldn't it, I? I would imagine it I, has I guess to be. So. Yeah, yeah. Because you're talking about a full frame mirrorless camera that shoots 8K 30 and 4K 120 with IBIS. Like that's. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what if if that doesn't make the list, and I don't know what does. Yeah, I was actually surprised that the Panasonic made the list because, like, if you compare it to the other cameras on there, it's just like whoa. Yeah. Right. I don't. <laughs> I was like, like okay. Yeah. That's cool though. That's awesome, man. It gives you like, it gives like I guess people like us who don't have that high end cameras yet like a chance to create something for like a big company. Mm-hmm, that's true. So it's pretty cool. Well, hopefully Sony at least releases an equivalent or announces an equivalent, because it's crazy that they don't have a full frame a full frame camera that can't do 4K 60, like at the very least. Like that seems crazy. They're just taking their time, man. They they can do it. They're just taking their time. Because if the other companies can do it, I'm pretty sure they can as well. Yeah. And I heard uh, next month in June, there's going to be a, a release on their new camera or their new tech that they're working on. Did you hear about that? Mm, I, th- I heard something about the, the, was it, the S3. S3? The A7S, A7S3. A7S3. Yeah. But I don't know. Everything's just rumors right now, right? So, so nothing's like, confirmed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to wait till everything is actually confirmed instead of like dreaming and <laughs> hoping. Yeah. Just, just got to wait. W- would you switch though? Would you switch to the Canon R5 or no? I don't know, man, because everything I have right now is Sony. So that means I would have to sell all my lenses and sell my other camera. Yeah, you're so invested like, in the glass. Over. 
It depends, man. I, I want to try it out, though. I want to try it out. I don't want to say no in case it's, like, just freaking amazing. Like, I want to try it out. But right now, I'm still Team Sony, so. Team Sony. Well, you convinced me <laughs> to Sony. join Team Sony as well. Yeah. I'm going to make you join Team Apple as well, so. Uh, I don't know about that one, man. <laughs> Good luck with one that. One day, one day, bro. You're going to be Team Apple. One day, I'm going to be using Final Cut Pro 12. <laughs> Maybe who knows? I shouldn't. I shouldn't say never, but yeah. As long as Samsung keeps releasing at least some sort of comparable smartphones, I don't see how I would ever switch in anytime Dude, they're soon. Gonna, they're gonna get bought out by Apple, and you're gonna be forced to switch, man. Oh, I'll be so sad. <laughs> I'm joking. You know what though? I was thinking about my phone the other day, and I was looking at the Note Nine with without the case. So you know, and its whole entirety was really slim. And I was thinking to myself, if phones never changed from this day moving forward, would I be happy with this phone? And I was like, I don't know what else I could want. Like, what else could I want from this phone that could make it better? The camera can shoot 4K. It has a stylus. It has a headphone jack. It has, like, the really small edges around the side. Like, it has everything. And I feel like this obsession with always improving phones is so crazy like how how much of an upgrade do you really need on the current phones we have now like i'd be happy just keeping my note 9 for i don't know five years yeah i think everything's pretty good but i've they can improve on like the the video quality it does like i don't think it compares to like the newer iphone the iphones but uh, oh does it really yeah it's still good like you can still do like you said like 4k and everything but um I feel like it can it can improve in the little things, but I'm I'm happy with mine too, man. If I had to use mine for like another five years, I I wouldn't complain. Yeah, because I don't know. I guess as humans, we always want the latest and greatest. And I'm sure when the Note 11 or 12 comes out, then you know me and you are going to be suckers and buying that shit. Yeah. But oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like for phones, there's a certain level that you can get to where you know what I have now is more than enough, or at least for me, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I can't complain either, man. I'm good with mine. So, unless they like release something crazy that I've never heard of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I feel like cameras. I'm always gonna be buying new lenses, new go- like. I feel like cameras is a never, never ending money pit. Yeah, man, it's a trap. So, <laughs> <You're> gonna, <laughs> there's there's so many things to like upgrade and like add on to your like list. So yeah. you're never going to be like, you're never going to be like, oh, I'm done. I'm good. I'm set. Because the next month is going to be something new. Yeah, that's true. Because I had that problem too. I'll, I started off with a Sony a6500, which is an amazing camera, right? It shoots 4K, 30, it has IBIS, all this you know good stuff. But it doesn't have a flip screen, which was driving me crazy. It was driving me so crazy that I couldn't see myself when I was ever filming my YouTube videos which was a big point or big reason why I got the Sony A6400. And also because I wanted to have two cameras to shoot multiple angles of the same scene to get, you know, that different type of cinematic feel based on the angle that I wanted to use. But even when I got that, now I'm like, oh man, I don't have 4K60, I don't have full frame. And it just feels like I'm always going to want to upgrade some sort of part in my camera kit. Yeah, that's one thing that Sony should have fixed like a long time ago, man. Like, how do you not have like a flip screen? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's every really camera. Bad. Every camera should have a flip screen, man. Like, I don't understand why they're just starting to implement that now. Yeah, and even theirs, it's not the fully articulating screen. It's just one that pops up above. But that's stupid because that's where the hot shoe mount is. I know, man. So like, when you plug have to get, in like an adapter, yeah, you plug in your road, um, road mic. And it blocks a stupid screen. Like, it's crazy. It makes, I don't know, it just makes no sense. It doesn't, man. You got to flip out on the side, man. The, flip, the side flip is the best. Like, the, how the Canons and the yeah, right? Panasonic has it, yeah. But I feel like they're going, oh, we're Sony, we're different. This is how our screens work. You know what I mean? Like, they're getting stubborn. Like, they don't want to get with the times and do what Panasonic and Canon are doing as well. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. I'm not, I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it feels like a mistake to me. Like, I know you want to be different. You want to have your own style and own brand. But that type of flip-out screen is better. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's just better, right, in every single way. 
Because if you want to have the Sony flip up screen, like what I have, and mount uh, a Rode video micro mic, you got to buy the stupid adapter that puts the hot shoe on the side or whatever, right? And it's just so annoying. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping they fix it on the next like full frames, but they're starting to implement it on like the A6000 series, right? Oh, yeah, the so, 6600 had it. Yeah, and the one that you have now, the 6400? Yeah. I, I just want 4K60, man. And then with the flip-up screen, and I'm good. It's coming, bro. Gucci. It's coming, man. It's coming, man. Hopefully. You feel it. I'm hoping this year, but we'll see. But does Actually, it... Actually, we can't, we can't even shoot this year, so... Uh, I know. <laughs> That's another thing, too. Yeah, because every... We would shoot what? At least once every two weeks or so. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm going crazy just trying to figure out stuff to shoot at home, man. It's like, like I know like, there's a lot you can do. But I'm just like, I, I, I love shooting outside. I love shooting yeah, stuff me outdoors. Too. Right? So I'm like, I miss it, man. Like, I've been tempted so many times to, like, just go out and shoot. But I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I can't do it. Like, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I can't, like, risk my family getting it or me getting it and my family getting it. Right yeah, now. it's, it's not worth stupid. it, man. Yeah, not worth, not worth it, man. It. It's just I miss it, man. Especially with the weather now, it's like so nice outside. You're like, oh, I just want to be out there and shoot. Yeah, I know, and it gets boring filming the same gray wall. Like my house is gray, so I'm filming the same gray wall over and over. It's just like, it gets really tedious and boring in terms of creativity. Well, at least you got a backyard and a front yard, man. I got a little tiny, tiny balcony <laughs> that's so noisy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my backyard got messed up yesterday. Uh, Coco, our dog, went out in the backyard after dinner, and then she got sprayed by a skunk. Oh no! So like a backyard stinks. Oh my god, it was horrible. I had to go out there and give Coco a bath in the middle of the night, and she was freaking out. How do you get that smell off her though? Well, obviously, I don't have tomato juice or paste or whatever, but I found a home recipe where. They recommended mixing, uh, what was it, baking soda, dishwashing soap, and um, that chemical you use for cuts. It's in a brown bottle, perox- peroxide. Oh, yeah, yeah, hydrogen uh, Hydrogen peroxide. peroxide, yeah. You mix those three with water, and then you really rub it into the hair of the dog. And that got rid of the majority of the smell, but the problem is... I didn't want to put it in the dog's face. Like, yeah. what if it goes in her eyes, right? So now, Coco the dog, her face smells like a skunk. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Coco. I know. So my backyard is rancid right now. It's horrible. Damn. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, Coco just shit everywhere or something. That you can get <laughs> well, that too. She does that also. <laughs> that you haven't cleaned it up, man? Uh, don't ask me. <laughs> you want to come over for a barbecue? No, nah, I'm good, bro. We barbecued hot dogs today. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, man. Two hot dogs, one bun? <laughs> I'm such a glutton. I ate three. Feel what? sick. I don't blame you, bro. Hot dogs oh. are the best, man. Hot dogs are the best? You know what's funny? Because I was actually just talking to Mary the other day about like missing street dogs. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Well, Mary, Mary misses. You don't like street dogs, bro? Oh, they're the best, man. <laughs> The street, street meat? They're the best. Street yeah, meat in man. Toronto? Oh, God. Just Toronto street meat's the best, man. Oh, it's definitely not gay. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> Toronto Every time before I had a shoot best. downtown, man, I'd, I'd stop. I'd park at the same spot. I'd always get the same hot dog from this vendor. Oh, so good, man. It's like the highlight of my night. Wow. Outside of <laughs> Skydome? Yeah, just around there. <laughs> just outside of Skydome. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. I miss oh, it, bro. Toronto street meat is the best. Said here yeah, first man. by Brian Primetime. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna like. It's the first thing I want to do, man. Go to Toronto, just buy street meat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the last time we had a barbecue, was that at my parents' house? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then everyone, everyone was having hot dogs and salad. <laughs> And then I gave you two hot dogs and no salad. <laughs> oh, that was like. Oh, this was like high school, right? <laughs> Man, you remember dude, that? I, that was so bad. Yeah, man. I can't complain, bro. That was so funny. <laughs> two hot dogs? I'll take the two hot dogs. Everyone has hot dogs and salad. You take double meat. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the I'll take the two hot dogs, man. Oh, I shouldn't make fun. Yeah, it, it is good. I, I know what you mean by <laughs> it's bad though. In I know the city. 
I'm a Filipino though, man. We love, like we grew up on hot dogs, bro. Hot dogs and hot rice. Hot dogs and rice. <laughs> the Filipino dish, the, bro. The Filipino way. Hey, but you got Jollibee now, so that's oh, all right. Man. I don't know what it is, man. I feel like Jollibee is overrated. Oh, really? It's, you don't you yeah, don't like it? I, I don't know what it is. Maybe here because like the price is so. It's like so expensive just to get chicken. I'd rather get Popeye's chicken. I don't know. Oh. Like Mary Mary doesn't agree with me. Like she loves the chicken there, but like she likes it. I I think it's just whatever. It's just okay. Like it's not bad. It's just okay. Is it's it because you're used to it? No, like I just don't think it's. Off? I don't think it's worth the price. Oh, so just strictly know, just a me. cost I don't know if, thing. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just being cheap, but like, I don't know if it comes it comes up to like three four dollars for a piece of chicken. I'm like, oh dude, really? You can go to freaking Popeyes to like. For a dollar something for one of the chicken pieces on like one of their days where it's on sale, it's, and it, I feel like it tastes better. Yeah, cause I you think can it's overrated. Get the, tu- the the Tuesday special, like six yeah. pieces for eleven dollars. Yo, but there is one thing that I love at Jollibee that we don't have in Canada. It's called the Jolly Hot Dog. Of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, the Jolly Hot Dog. <laughs> What's on it? Dude, is there cheese? something on it? <laughs> yeah, there's cheese and like. I think I don't know. I think it's kind of like mayo sauce or something. It was, it was so good, man. Mayo? Oh my gosh! I know, I know. It's all the stuff that like you hate, man. But you're so just good. adding fuel to the fire. <laughs> it's just like you're compounding the problem with another problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that's the first. That's the first thing I get when I go to Philippines, man. Oh really? I get my cousin. I get my cousin Mike to uh, drive me to Jollibee and like go get the Jolly hot dog. The Jolly. That's hot it. Dog. That's it, though. Nothing else. But why don't they have it here? Um, I think it's because it's so bad. The ingredients are so bad that it's banned in Canada. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Jolly Hot Dog is banned yeah. in Canada. Yeah, you probably shouldn't eat it. It oh tastes good. I don't god. know, man. That's probably why it tastes so good. They put probably put stuff in it that's just like not good for you. Oh. Um, but in Cali, it's I've I've had it in Cali in Hawaii. They have it there. I oh, guess they in do? Canada. It's just yeah, in Canada, it's uh, it's banned. Wow, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh! Well, if they ever bring it here one day, we'll we'll go out and eat it. It'll be we'll on me. Hot, we'll do a hot dog review. A hot dog review. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully, if this coronavirus stuff ever goes away, then we'll have a barbecue or something. Because I was out there barbecuing today, and I was like, man, yeah. I just miss people. Like I just miss <laughs> interactions, right? Just yeah, man. Talking to people, you know, sharing stories and talking about crazy things that. You know your friends and family have done it. I just miss yeah. that whole interaction with other yeah, people. Dude, it's, it's just like like I, like I've spent so much time with family, which is awesome. And like I, like I started playing new games with like Mills and like spending like a lot of time with Zoe, just like doing like it's just like a lot of family bonding, which is really mm-hmm. good. Like I love it. I love it. Like it's awesome. But just I guess you you just miss that little like <laughs> like the the social life as well, right? Like just seeing your other friends and just going out and like grabbing a bite to eat with like your friends is this i don't know man just, just miss it yeah i know like just going even just going to a restaurant to grab food or exactly getting right? bubble tea or just whatever yeah i yeah, everyone not, misses that whole human interaction now yeah because every time i go out now i feel like i'm going to war right like i'm like okay i gotta put my sweater <laughs> going to war i gotta put yeah i put like a sweater on i'm like okay this sweater can't touch anything else when i come home i put a mask on i'm like okay as soon as i come home i put it in this bag and then like I I boil all the the mass that I use because I use reusable ones, right? So it's oh, like, really? It's like a process, man. And then when I do groceries, I don't know. We're all we're, we're kind of paranoid, so we kind of oh, wipe it down wow. with like Lysol with Lysol wipes. So we wipe everything down yeah. and like and then put it away. So it's like a process. And like, dude, I hate grocery shopping now, man. It's just yeah, it's horrible. I'm so it takes sick three of it, times man. as long. Yeah, I'm so sick of it. So I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. I'm glad, like, I don't know. I'm just going to keep following everything. Like, I want everyone to be safe. I don't want to be, like, that asshole who's just, like, outside and and <laughs> not, like, following the rules. Yeah, that's like, true. I'm, I'm going to follow it, even though as much, like, I hate it. Like, I'd rather be out there doing stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just I hope it, like, I don't know, man. I hope it gets better, man. But, like, seeing the numbers today, apparently, like, apparently it went up again, right? The amount of infections? No. Yeah, yeah. Just, it spiked up again. Oh, too. man. I'm not surprised because look at the yeah. weather this week and look at the weather for tomorrow on the weekend. It's going to be impossible to stay inside. I don't see how anyone mm. is going to stay inside this weekend. There's just no way. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I don't think so either. Like, I'm just seeing pictures of people, like, having picnics and, like, 
they're staying like six feet away but like like there are so many of them though mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it looks like the whole like field is covered like there's so many people out there just having picnics and like i don't blame them i know they just missed out like that social life and being outside but like i feel like if everyone just kind of follow the rules a little bit we can just get out of this quicker yeah because it's gonna keep getting dragged on yeah man because like even on my street there's a bunch of kids that were playing been playing basketball and there's yeah. like eight of them playing basketball in one net and then i look i'm like oh man this is like five kids from different families and they're just like face to face playing straight up basketball i'm like oh my gosh yeah. and those kids are going home to, to their parents and their those parents are going like it's just it's just never ending i feel like the world is just going to completely change <laughs> from this whole thing yeah i think that the hot weather just made everyone forget about it it's just like oh what coronavirus what <laughs> yeah like i know and just want to like enjoy yeah, your best be outside, life right man. yeah i know and, and for me it's a shooting it's like shooting scenes for b-roll for my videos or shooting emotional pieces or getting like nature shots all those things is what i really miss to add that layer of dynamic and layer of creativity to my videos and i'm really missing being able to go outside do you miss getting your cinematic tree shots (laughs) my camera (laughs) can't shoot 4k 60 man so there's no slow-mo tree shots (laughs) oh this is horrible oh man yeah it's bad I, I don't and, know uh, what did you I'm hear about do. Um, What's that? Did you hear about uh, Patrick Ewing getting um, coronavirus today? He did? Patrick Ewing? Yeah, yeah, man. He just They just announced it a couple hours ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. I feel like if they start the NBA season and then another player gets it, it just will stop again. It's wow. going to stop all over again. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to happen, man. Oh, this I don't sucks. know what they're going to do, right? Because they're obviously hemorrhaging money at an, at an alarming rate. And it's crazy because there's no way that the owners are going to put up with that, right? Because at the end of the day, money talks, right? And they're going to want to get that product back on the floor. They're, even if even if you play a game where no one is in the stadium, just like the UFC, right? The amount of people that will tune in on television and streaming will be enormous, right? So they'll still yeah, get money yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the monetary pressures will get to them and they're going to give in. Yeah. I think so, man. They, they're going to do it. They're, they already have plans to start it up like next month, right? Yeah, Orlando, I think so. Orlando and Las Vegas. So what would you do? Say if you were the commissioner, how would you, would you just go straight into the playoffs or would you try to finish some form of regular season? Dude, I don't think so, man. Like I feel like these guys are just coming off that summer vacation and then straight to playoffs just doesn't make any sense man they need that like training camp again to get back into shape and then maybe like five to ten regular season games just to get into it right yeah i feel I like you got to get yeah. at least a few weeks you have to get to, back man. into you the flow to. right yeah it does make sense man dude if he started the playoffs right away like i don't know man i don't think i don't think it's right i feel like a random team will just win <laughs> oh yeah watch the bucks <laughs> and the lakers lose the first round and everything yeah, will be messed up i don't think yeah i don't think it's right man i feel like they need to give them like some games and training camp to get back into shape. Yeah, I feel like you got to do something. But I don't know yeah, what the answer is, though. Because I think, I you want the product to be good. Like, you want the, the athletes to be performing at the best they, that they can. And obviously, game shape is completely different than being in shape, right? So they're going to need at least a few weeks to get back into game shape, get back into the flow. And... If you don't give them at least five to ten regular season games, then the playoffs are going to be it's going to be horrible. Yeah, they. they I don't think. I don't, no, I don't think they're going to go straight into the playoffs. If anything, I think they should just reduce it, like best of five. Oh, best which, of five, like yeah. like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, like back in the day, just make it best of five, and then yeah, that makes sense. Give them like maybe another five to seven regular season games. I know they were talking about like reducing the amount of teams playing. I guess they're going to cut off all those teams that are not like that are just far away from making the playoffs. Oh, like Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. All the trash teams. Which kind of sucks because then like then you won't be able to see like what Zion play and. <laughs> oh yeah, like, true. And Trey Young, the, the other stars. Other yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's tough, dude. I'm just glad I'm not the commissioner. <laughs> I just yeah, want to watch again, true. bro. Yeah, I just want to be a fan again and watch, man. I miss my Raptors. 
that documentary though like i feel like they just released at the right time the last dance oh the last dance yeah they, they released at the right time man like it's like it, we needed something basketball really yeah like, it me, was perfect yeah. for junkies like us yeah man especially like seeing because i don't know i grew up like idolizing jordan so much like like i would walk to the convenience store and get gatorade just till to, just to feel like michael jordan oh really <laughs> yeah dude like oh dang like he, he had that effect on me but yeah seeing that like the behind the scenes it's kind of like it's kind of like having social media back then right just seeing things mm-hmm. that happened back in the, in the back which is really cool because we like the only time i really got to see jordan then was this in game and maybe like in an interview yeah so it was, it was really cool seeing them like like in the locker room and like in the hotel room and stuff that's pretty cool yeah that's it's crazy. like op- it's like open gym Open, yeah, I love open gym. Right? Yeah. The thing with Jordan too is, I guess for us, I only remember watching him the last three years in Chicago. I think. No, really? I think so. Because you didn't start watching him, you didn't start watching him before, like when he first won like the championship. No, because I only started watching basketball the first season that the Raptors were created. Oh, okay. okay and he 95. was already around. Because that was 90, what year was 95. that, 95? Yeah, so that's probably the year after, yeah, the year after they lost in the playoffs when he came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I only saw the the later years the, of the Bull years. And I saw the Wizard years, obviously, but I never saw any of the previous Jordan years. I started in uh, 91 when he, uh, the first oh, game I wow, saw was 91? the- yeah, the first game I saw was the playoffs against the Lakers, like against Magic Johnson. Against Magic? That when, yeah, that was when I was like, whoa, this guy's like amazing, man. <laughs> like, this oh, guy's wow. nice. That was when I was like, like in love with Jordan, man. Yeah. And I started buying I started buying basketball cards just to get him. And it's like, it was crazy, dude. It was like, everything was about Jordan, about the posters, about everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that was, that's what I'm saying. It was, was kind of cool seeing all like the behind the scenes for that. It's like, it's like never been seen footage. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. I've always been a Jordan fan too, but I, I guess I don't resonate him with with the same way that you do because I only watched him for a couple years, and I was more all about I was more a Raptor fan specifically. Like I love Damon Stoudemire and Alvin Roberts Robinson Robertson Robertson Zantabak Zantabak <laughs> Zantabak. You know what's funny? Zantabak was on that Croatian team that lost to the Dream Team in the for the gold medal game. The first, the first dream team, like the when they first started, the one with Jordan. Oh yeah, Magic. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's like Tony Kukoc, Drazen Petrovic, and Zantabak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he was uh, on that team. Yeah, That's he was because he's Croatian, right? And then he ends up being on the Raptors. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love that guy. I, lo- I love that team. It was like, it was the best. Which one, the Raptors team or yeah, the, the Raptors team? team. Oh, the ninety-five, ninety-six team. You know what's funny though. I was only a true Raptor fan for eight years, I think, from 95 wow, to 2003. Bro. And then I switched governments when LeBron James came to town. <laughs> yeah, I remember, man. I became a traitor. You would cheer You would cheer against the Raptors. I remember whenever we'd watch the games and they're like playing like the Cavs or something. You'd be like, no, let's go LeBron. Like, <laughs> Screw the Raptors. Yeah, I'm a bad, I'm a bad Raptors fan. Oh, damn, man. I'm not a true Raptors fan, bro. <laughs> I guess he's kind of like Jordan for me because I saw yeah. his St. Vincent St. Mary days. So that's why I feel more attached. I mean, not attached, but I relate more with him. Whereas Jordan, I knew how great he was, but it was only towards the later years of his career that I actually saw him play. And even can barely remember him playing. I just remember them beating up on Utah. Like every year, just yeah. beating Utah all the time. <laughs> yeah, because I think the alone, last... Right? The last two years he was in Chicago. They just played Utah, right? Yeah. In the finals, yeah. Oh, and then Jerry Sloan died, right? Yeah, that's today too, man. Today, right? They announced it today. Away. Yeah. Did they say what happened? See, no, I didn't. I didn't get to uh, read up on it. But um, yeah, they Carmelo was talking about a couple couple days ago how he wasn't doing well. Oh wow! He didn't, he, he didn't mention what uh, like I don't. I'm hoping it's not like I don't know. I don't know if it's like um, coronavirus, but it's pretty bad. Because he was in his 70s, right? Yeah. So he would be at risk to Corona for sure. Yeah, man. Wow, that's rough. <laughs> so bad, man. Yeah. A rough time for Bath to be a basketball it's an, man. It's another legend, man. Yeah, the year started off so bad, bro, with Kobe. 
Yeah, that was just horrible. I still don't even know what to think about that. It's just weird because like I wasn't like a huge Kobe fan. Yo, I was a hater. I, yeah, like, I, I was, was a just, Kobe hater for years. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan, man. But like, I think it's just recently when he retired, when he started making like the short films and like doing all that stuff for his daughters. Like, I just became like a bigger fan just of what he was doing after basketball. Yeah, I remember you showed yeah. me. Um, yeah, what was it? Deer basketball. Yeah, it was a dude, documentary, right? Yeah, he won an Academy Award for that, man. It's awesome. Wow, it's so crazy. It's crazy because, like, yeah, he just showed you that, yeah, he won, like, the trophies and won, like, the MVPs, but then he was able to do other stuff outside of it and won even, like, even bigger awards too, right? It's pretty cool. You can do stuff outside of, like, your profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, res- I respect his game. But, like, during the time, I was like, man, this guy, he wins too much. Shaq's too good. I was always like, go Tim Duncan, go whoever, right? Go Jason Kidd and Reggie Miller, even though you guys suck and have no chance. If you you feel about that, like, if you feel like that about Kobe, do you feel the same about Jordan then? Because I feel like those two guys are, like, like a mirror image of each other. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I feel like. I guess so. I always felt like. Kobe was just a copycat version of Jordan. I always just thought like he was just trying to be Jordan, right? And I was just like, oh. And I, I never really, en- I never really appreciated his game for what it was, even though he did have amazing work ethic and he, you know, built his game up from what pick was he thirteenth or something? Like he was a, he wasn't even a top five pick. No, uh, yeah, he was picked by Charlotte. Yeah, by Charlotte, like thirteenth or fourteenth or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. But it was yeah, it was definitely like just outside of the lottery. Yeah, and I regret not being more of a fan of his game. Like in, in pre- hindsight. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, right? But that's just what I started appreciate yeah, I started appreciating it after though. Like I started watching more of his like classic games and I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy's like this guy's like crazy, man. <laughs> He's just like so into it. He's just so passionate. Yeah, like I always respected his game, but I just never yeah. in all honesty, never was a true fan. Yeah. Yeah, same man. Because there's a lot of diehard Kobe fans, like oh yeah, crazy. And that's the thing. Like I wasn't a huge Kobe fan, but I was like so affected by like his death. Yeah, like, I know. Me too. It felt like a cousin died or something. Exactly. Just weird. Like a family member. So it's never like met a family the guy. member. Mm-hmm. It's like a family member passed away. Is this weird, man? Like I remember, I was in um, I was in Pittsburgh the time it happened. It was just like mm-hmm. I was there with uh, Mary and her and uh, her family. And we were having like a gathering and that night I just couldn't like, I don't know, man, I couldn't function. It was just weird. I was trying to like, I was trying to join in, like they're playing games and everything. right? And you but, just felt off. Yeah. I just felt off. I was just like, dude, this like doesn't feel real. Like I can't believe like Kobe's not here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I felt, I felt so strange. I felt like I was in a dream. Like I was dreaming or something. I was like, really? There's, there's no way. Like this has to be fake news. And for sure, because that TMZ reported it first. That didn't help it. Like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. There's no way. Like, it's Kobe Bryant. Like, how does he die in a helicopter? Like, that's crazy. But then when all the information comes out, I'm like, holy shit. It, it's actually real. Like, that actually happened. I think it hit me even more when, like, we found out that his daughter was in there too, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's even worse. Because yeah. you have two daughters. Sad, and man. I have a daughter of my own. And it's just, it's like the worst thing imaginable as a father, right? Yeah, it's just sad, man. Because I was just like, how old was she? She was... I think um, 13, 14, maybe? Something like that, right? High school? Yeah, something, yeah. Oh, that's horrible, because she has her whole life yeah. ahead of her, right? And I know, man. And she had gone. that Kobe Kobe, Kobe mentality, man. Mama mentality. I know, it could have been sick in the WMBA yeah. or whatever yeah. she chose to do. Yeah, it's crazy. So I know, but that's in, life, right? Yeah, I know, man. That's what I'm saying. He's got to... Enjoy what you're doing, man. Don't settle for anything. <laughs> Just enjoy what you're actually doing. Enjoy, chase your dreams. If if you have to film that funeral, film it. If you have to fly that <laughs> drone outside, do it. <laughs> if some nail salon hits you up for $500 on a Sunday spot, you chase your oh dream, God. right? Yeah, if you have to, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. It's, I guess it's just part of the process, right? Just, everything's just part of the process. Just make sure that you kind of like make sure that you do stuff that's just aligned with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other words of wisdom for any new content creators out there? Uh, I don't know. I feel like the same thing that I always tell a lot of other people that message me is just, just 
do it because they're always like, oh, what should I get to get, get started? Like, what camera should I get? I have this phone. I have this tripod, but I don't have this camera. It's just like, I feel like the majority of it is just like, just doing it, man. Just put whatever camera you have in front of you and talk. And if you don't like it, don't post it. Just just make another video next week and just upgrade, right? Just learn from it and make it better. And I feel like that's the best way to do it. And it's, it's cool because that's how you did it. You started off with like a GoPro. You just filmed yourself talking. And then now you've evolved into these like little documentary short films, right? And I feel like that's the best way to do it. Well, well said. Hey, man, we just did an hour. Oh, sweet. Was that quick? Yeah, that was quick, man. I didn't even know it was an hour. <laughs> <laughs> how, was your, uh, how was your first podcast? It was good, man. It's good. Um, just, I guess it kind of started off. I was a little nervous at first, but... I guess my drink and the, <laughs> the, drink, the the drink helped a little bit. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, where can the listeners check out your pages at? Just uh, yeah, just search for me on uh, YouTube. Uh, just type in Brian Francisco, B R Y A N, not B R I A N. All right, B R Y, the Filipino <laughs> way. Yeah. The All right, bro. Way. Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. Hopefully, you'll we'll come me. back on another future episode. Yeah, I will see you next year. Yeah, man. All right, guys. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That was uh, episode three of the Bearsy podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. See ya. Peace. Yeah, thanks, bro. That was good.